This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Pickens Jackson. Are you ready? Yes! Now live. From the Whiskey 61 Lounge inside the Bank Plus Studio. You are listening to Mississippi's number one sports talk show. The Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming worldwide live on the Out of Bounds Radio app. And on your radio. At ESPN 105.9. The Soul. All right, uh, Kessler Prime is back open today. They took uh, some well-deserved time off. And um, so we are the Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. And Kessler Prime in the Renaissance with the uh, 10-, 12-ounce filet, side of bacon wrap, shrimp, or scallops, and a glass of Russell's Reserve Bourbon, the uh, small-batch premium line from Wild Turkey. Just a couple of week, few weeks from now, we'll be there picking out a uh, a barrel pick. Looking forward to that. Lexington, Kentucky, here we come. Still debating whether I'm going to Atlanta next week to go to SEC Media Days, but I think I'm leaning towards going. Uh, I mean, Jimbo Fisher needs to see me. One, as y'all all know, he's the last guy to go to the podium on SEC Media Days. Next week, he will be the last guy on Thursday. Okay, so it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Um, Kiffin and Leach, they're before that, right, Blake? They're not. Yeah, Leach. Not one of them's on Thursday. No, right? I think it's Monday, Tuesday for okay, those two. Cool. I'll have to pull it up. Yeah, pull that up. Let me know when Lane Train and the Pirate um, are going to jump uh, on the podium and uh, change our lives. Uh, out of bounds, ESPN 105.9, the zone, kesslerprime.com to make a reservation. Good morning. Welcome in. We are um, live in the Bank Plus studio. This is um, your number one sports and entertainment show of choice in the great state of Mississippi. And thank you for streaming the show, listening to the show, and hitting Apple Podcasts and Spotify 
uh, by searching Out of Bounds with Bo Bounds. Blake? Monday, Kiffin, Tuesday, Leach. Got it. Of next week. All right, so Lane trains on Monday, and the Pirate is on Tuesday. All right, cool. Isn't the Pirate the same day as Saban? That's correct. Okay. They put Who, the most who's the boy- biggest name along with Kiffin? Kiffin's and the Pirate are two of the biggest names. Brian Kelly. Oh, nice. He'll go first. His first one. Yeah. So that'll be a big one. I mean, I, I imagine... He doesn't Kelly, even do those. He'll I be, haven't ever thought about he'll that. He'll be boring. He's never had a conference media days because at Notre Dame, they're not in a conference. Correct. So this will be his... What? Yeah, this will be a different deal for him. There will be 800 to 1,000, you know, media wonks over there, uh, you know, tweeting out everything that yeah. he says. I mean, what what what, what will we do without Barrett Salee telling us everything that someone says? No, Brian will be boring. Brian Kelly is in the Saban mold of don't say anything interesting. I don't know. He's got a little bite in him. You think so? I mean, he's not... He's not Spurrier. He's not Sam yeah. No, he's not Spurrier. Uh, do we have any of that? Like, is in, Do you think Jimbo will get anything close to that, or is he going to be calmed well, you, you, down you, by you the time? You need to be beating... Spurrier, Spurrier was beating everybody by 20 to 30 points. It's true. When you're doing that, you can say what you want. And he knew he was better than everybody in the league. He just was. Yeah. At coaching. Yes, correct. He was never going to be the best recruiter, but he knew, he, he, he knew, believed, and looked at you like he was smarter than you. And he was so revolutionary on the off- and innovative on the offensive side of the football that all these guys had grown up in a 4-3 defense. 5-2. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good hell. The bear. Okay? Yeah. I mean, yeah. seriously. Yeah. Um, no, and, and, and so he just, he laughed Yeah, at, at you, I mean, Danny Warfel beat Peyton Manning. Spurrier took a guy who would not have started anywhere else because coaches during that time and a lot today would not have known what to do with him. And he polished up Danny Warfel to where Danny Warfel was actually a really good college quarterback. I want you to say that out loud. If you'd have dropped him at Auburn under Pat Dye, he would have held a helmet on the sideline for four or five years. Philip Fulmer wouldn't have known. Not even David Cutcliffe. That whole thing is totally overblown anyway. uh, Would not have been able to polish up Danny Warfel into even a pretty good college quarterback. Bama at that time was run by Gene. Gene Stallings did not believe in the forward pass. And I love Gene Stallings. Correct. Okay? He... He did not believe. He told Freddie Kitchens, if you think about throwing the football, think about running wind sprints in practice. We're going to be doing it the way Bear did it. That's right. If you roll out, just tuck it and run, son. And straight to the bleachers. <laughs> yeah. So, LSU didn't believe. You know, no. we could go on and on. Yeah. Obviously, Jackie Sherrill wanted to to run the football. Yeah. Um, you mentioned Werfel and Manning. Only one of those guys has a Heisman, so I'll let you decide who's better. Oh, Wow. Can you imagine Spurrier with Peyton? Spurrier with anybody, basically. I know. It doesn't really matter. I mean, he made Steven Garcia look awesome. Hey. He made... Uh, put some respect on Connor Steven Garcia. Shaw. Name. You respect those South Carolina Gamecocks. Connor Shaw, who was a good player, but Spurrier elevated Connor Shaw. Yes. That's what good coaches do, though. Damn right he does. It's what, we, the, shouldn't be as, we shouldn't be as incredulous. We should be like, that's what other coaches should do. Are we going to the phones? Yeah, Heath uh, had some thoughts on the conference realignment discussion. For All right, the we'll SEC get back into conference consolidation or realignment. Uh, Heath is on the Farm Bureau Insurance call-in line. What's up, Heath? What's going on, fellas? Hey. Uh, so you guys think that the SEC is going to stand packed, that they're just going to sit by and 
and not add anyone until Notre Dame makes their call. I think that could happen. I can give you four teams right now that Swanky would pick up the phone and want half a ring with the ACC and take them spot on it. Blake almost noted earlier with uh, – but you take Virginia and put in for Miami. You don't want Miami, Florida State, and Florida all. I mean, it's because it's all let, – let, let's say, say, look what the Big Ten did. They just went out to the East – I mean, the West Coast and picked up two teams. It's all about regional coverage. So you don't want three teams in the same market. But you get North Carolina, Virginia, Florida State, and Clemson. I know they got South Carolina, but Clemson still has clout in the football world. But so you're telling me they wouldn't take those teams in a heartbeat? No, not right now. Absolutely, absolutely they would. Okay, They're- you're wrong, but that's okay. Also, I want to point out, too, I like Heath's uh, call, but he said They're something. not calling anybody, right? You are cor- Heath is correct in that if, if if the SEC called those schools, they'd come in a heartbeat. Yeah, they're not calling those schools right now. So because they don't have to, they don't. Their, their media rights deal has gotten so strong because of Texas. Um, well, it's strong. Excuse me. Let me back up. Their media rights deal is strong prior to Texas because the deal that they did exclusively with Disney, ESPN, <laughs> Buku, right? The CBS game is moving over to ABC in a couple years ago. And and that was huge, but but with Texas and Oklahoma, really Texas, but Texas and Oklahoma, they got stronger. Um, he it was it Heath, Blake, yes, Heath. Heath, North Carolina, yeah, that would be a good school. Virginia's a good market, you know. There's you mentioned Clemson, Florida State, Miami. They're not going to take all those teams. Um, there there's some things there that you may North Carolina and Virginia may trump everybody, but um, just because of of eyeballs uh but you don't need to do anything right now and i think they'll wait and see what uh happens with notre dame and could notre dame pull the surprise of college athletics and and be talked into because nobody you know there is this thing where all those schools look down at 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 this region in our schools but because of the paradigm shift and disruption and everything that's going on could Notre Dame look at that and go that that's our only way to recruit yeah in the Sun Belt and in Florida at a high level going very, forward very good question or and, could and, Notre- and, and because we're so much better academically today because of Florida Georgia Texas and Texas A&M are all big time public universities well though in Vanderbilt's a private and big-time research universities that they can now look at the conference and say, wow, there's so much more muscle there academically and research-wise? That's a great question. Here's something that I haven't heard get thrown out. Does Notre Dame just take the best of the ACC, Pac-12, and Big 12 and make their own? There you go. Keep the money so for themselves. So those four teams you referenced in the ACC and a handful of teams out west and then Notre Dame? Maybe, maybe ESPN or Fox or Amazon could convince... Notre Dame to do that. That'd be cool. Back in a second. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So the lane train will be will be Monday in Atlanta, SEC football media days. And the pirate will be on Tuesday. Uh Lane Train, biggest name with Lane is uh Brian Kelly from LSU. And then um of course with Mike Leach is Nick Saban. Now this is different. I'll say this. Moving SEC football media days from Birmingham to Atlanta, which I think in the big scheme of things is the right move. Uh, I mean, I've y'all know, I mean, we've been over there several times to Birmingham and it's fine. I mean, you know, you go to the Winfrey and you do that whole dog and pony show and it ain't Atlanta though. It's not Atlanta. And, uh, they have it at the college football hall of fame, which is, uh, Really cool. I haven't been, but I met the CEO and so on. Where was I? Turquoise Place. When they were doing that SEC Beach Fest thing. Yes. Okay, so those guys came down. They were just about to open the College Football Hall of Fame in Atlanta. And we all went to dinner. Um, and they were really nice. And oh, Walker Jones was there. He was, part, he was with them because he was with Under Armour at that time. And there was another dude that's tied into game day. Um, and where did we go? We went to the, uh, what's the place? Not the fish, not, not big fish. Flying deer. I don't know. To nah, surfing were. deer on oh, 38. Deer. We're yeah, at orange sorry. beach oh, and turquoise orange at beach. this gotcha. time. So we go to, it's the place that's on the water in orange beach. And it, it's all outside. He, the, the same guy owns the hangout. But this one's in Orange Beach. It's right before you go over the bridge to go to the Carib. It's on the right. It's on the beach side. Anyway, we ended up going there and having dinner and uh, maybe drinking into the night. But uh, so that's where I met those guys. College Football Hall of Fame. Some of you have been, I know, is awesome. I should have been by now. And uh, Yeah, you need to go. I need to go. So maybe we, we go next week. And well, you're going to go a Braves game, too. Well, that's what Friday. I need to go. And they play... Pete, they play somebody big, I think. Pete Lavin will step up, and and I could do watch Jimbo at the podium. I'm not going for anybody else. Watch Jimbo at the podium on Thursday, then go to uh, Rocky Patel's uh, cigar bar in Atlanta called Burn. 
spend the night, wake up the next day, yeah. go to the Braves game, boom, they fly play back the on Angels, Saturday. which is Shohei Otani, oh, Mike Trout. My favorite player. Yeah, yeah, players. Yeah, that you don't know. Yeah, um, I've always been an Angels fan. <laughs> you, can be a, you can hang out with friends of the show, Dale Murphy and Chipper Jones. They are friends of the show and have been on the show. <laughs> you know how I love saying that? I love calling Chipper well, Jones a friend of the show. Dale which is Murphy hilarious. is a friend of he the actually, show. He actually loves us. Dale comes on every time we ask him, yeah. which is cool. Chipper came on one time because, thank God, Matt Duff was in studio. And just literally, just to give a behind-the-scenes peek, this was one of the funniest things. to understand, like Chipper Jones does not do interviews for people. No. He is so far above. It's like Brett Favre. Like, Brett Favre doesn't answer the phone. No. He's, he's good. He doesn't need your money. He doesn't need to do a hit. He, he's okay. He, he doesn't. He Chipper, doesn't even need to go on Fox Sports. No. Uh, Cowherd he did the Manning cast. Patrick. He did the Manning cast for Peyton and Eli. It was. It had nothing to do with wanting to be on. And there. Favre goes on the Manning cast and had not watched the first half. <laughs> he goes, "What's been happening? I wasn't watching." Incredible. It was awesome. Uh, but Chipper's the same way. Chipper has his little hunting show that he does, right? And he he had he's done some MLB broadcasting, but not a ton. But that's all he does, right? We're in studio. We have Matt Duff for an hour that day, and it was around this time of year, a couple of years ago. And it was COVID year yeah, yeah, because yeah. he had just started doing it. And he, uh, <laughs> we're talking to Matt. He's like, oh, I'm doing this stuff with Chipper. He's like, well, I'll, I'll call him. And we're in the commercial break. And he just picks up the phone and calls Chipper on speakerphone. Chipper answers like two rings. What's up, Matt? Oh, I'm just sitting here with my buddy, Bo. He's got a show down here in Mississippi. Uh, you want to do a hit here in about two minutes? Come on. And Chipper, <sighs> not really. All right. <laughs> it's incredible. Oh, man. And he was good. He did a good job. I mean, it was a good hit. But I just love saying Chipper Jones is a friend of the show. Fantastic. He is. And you should tell everybody I do. That. I say it all the time. <laughs> hey, uh, the the restaurant and bar, it's not really a bar, but the, yeah, it is. That's Wolf right. They do have the horse. It's called the Gulf. The Gulf. Yeah, it's called the Gulf. So I don't know if it's still there. I figure it is. This time of year, I'm not sure I recommend it. But <laughs> yeah. But, you know. Probably packed. <laughs> uh, October. Well, I just meant the heat. But oh yeah, there's not true, as too. much shade as there as they have in some other places down there, but uh, and it's all outside seating. But here's the deal: uh, October through April, highly recommend. Perfect, highly recommend. It, the College Football Hall of Fame. Yeah, in let's get back in that. So it was it, the not the one in Atlanta, but the National Football Foundation founded the College Hall of Fame in 1951. Uh, they put it in Atlanta years later. Where but, was it before? Uh. I have to find out. Okay. I'm not sure exactly. They built the facility at the, yeah, it's across from the Georgia, you know, Centennial Olympic Park where they did all the Olympic Games in Atlanta, right? And so it is, it opened in August of 2014. It is the Chick-fil-A College Football Hall of Fame. Is there a Uh, brand? Chick-fil-A sponsored it. That is brilliant. Is there a brand that you could associate more with college football than Chick-fil-A? Not SEC football. No. As soon as I think of an SEC Saturday game, I think about the Chick-fil-A cow and the little fun fact they would because slap up. who doesn't buy the 30, 60, 90 yeah. know, nugget count yeah. and drop it at their tailgate Every other or, tailgate or at their house? It. Yeah. Yeah, no, they've done a great job. And the Chick-fil-A, That's like, an understatement. The, little, the little jingle that they would do when they would do the Chick-fil-A yeah. thing. I mean, it's just, I think about it every time. Whoever in their company, because they don't have to do a lot, but whoever no. in their world decided, you know, we're going to really, really put our claws into SEC football yeah, and eventually, yeah. I guess, national The Peach Bowl football, and SEC yeah. and yeah. But it was CBS and SEC. But they're That's out where of it Atlanta. Was. Yeah. It makes sense. All that. 
So the original plans when they were going to build the first Hall of Fame building in 1967. So that was uh, 16 years after they founded the Hall of Fame. Okay, they were going to build it at Rutgers in New Jersey. Really? I want you to think about that. They were gonna they were going to build it at Rutgers because it was the location of the first modern football game between Rutgers and the College of New Jersey at the time, which is now Princeton. So they were going to put it at the first football game I, ever. I got it. Thank God they did not put it in yeah. Rutgers. <laughs> it, it needs to be in Atlanta. I bet that. I bet that makes Notre Dame again the 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 blue bloods. Ohio out of State, the Midwest, Michigan. Yeah, those yeah. three. Yeah, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Michigan. They're like, hold on. How'd the College Football Hall of Fame? Yeah. end up in Atlanta. They average two hundred and fifty thousand visitors a year. That's awesome. That's a big number. Yeah, yeah. That's I think good. you got to go. I think you're going to have to go for Jimbo. Then go to the College Football Hall of Fame after on Thursday, and then go to your Angels Braves game on Saturday, maybe. Yeah, I think you got it. I think you got a schedule or Friday, I should say. Is yeah. it Shohei Otani? That's it. Okay, he's in the All Star game as a hitter and a pitcher. That's incredible. I just want. I don't think under, <laughs> is I don't, that this week or yeah, next? Uh, should be yeah, like July fifteenth or something like okay. that. Yeah, so coming up. Um, right. That they uh, you don't do. I don't. I don't think people can understand. It's like if Dak Prescott played quarterback and free safety. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. It's it's the most unimaginable thing in the world. It's crazy. You shouldn't be able to do what he's doing. No. It was, yeah. Deion Sanders being able to play yeah. on both sides of the ball, but also play Major League Baseball yes. when Bo, before Bo Jackson got hurt. That, I'd say that's about that's the only so one. ridiculous. Yeah, Deion playing two sports and Bo playing two sports, because Deion playing on both sides of the ball, I'm not to take a shot, I know it's so difficult, but he played two positions that are almost the same thing. It wasn't like yeah. a change. Like, Shohei has to be able to pitch at a major league all-star level. Oh, that's amazing. And hit. Is he part of the rotation? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He pitches every five days or something like that, and then he hits. Ah. He plays DH and outfield. Uh, it's incredible. I mean, it, it, it is truly, it's like if Dak or Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen were playing quarterback, and then they went and started at third base for the Yankees in the offseason. That's what Shohei Otani's doing. I got it's cra- It's not, it's unimaginable. So you have to go Friday. All right. We're going to come back with Andrew Hattersley with Gigum 247 Sports. Texas A&M Insider coming up on the Corona Premier Guest Line. So that's Andrew Hattersley, Gigum 247 Sports, on why Jimbo Fisher is going to underachieve again. Texas A&M Insider on the Corona Premier Guest Line. Good morning. Welcome in on a uh, Monday. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Your SEC Insider hit this morning is brought to you by Farm Bureau Insurance. Bundle your car and home and save with your local Farm Bureau Insurance agent. They'll take care of you and your family at Farm Bureau Insurance. Bundle your car and home and save. Bundle your car and home and save with your local Farm Bureau Insurance agent. Talking a little SEC football here in a second. We are the Out of Bounds Show. ESPN 105.9 The Zone. We're also driven by the pre-owned and new. Uh, Ram trucks, Jeep Wranglers, you name it. They've got it. Mack Hike and Flowood. MacHikeFlowood.com. That's where you go to get your next pre-owned or new truck or SUV. Mack Hike and Flowood. We welcome in Andrew Hattersley, Gigum 247 Sports, Texas A&M Insider. Uh, obviously, A&M will play in Startable this year. And uh, Ole Miss will travel to A&M this year. And uh, so we'll see how that shakes out. Ole Miss, uh, I'm sorry, a and is looking for better results on the field. They've had really, really good results off the field in recruiting. But eight and four ain't going to get it uh, in the Gator Bowl. So we welcome in Andrew Hattersley, Texas A&M Insider. Andrew, uh, he joins us on the Corona Premier Guest Line, by the way. How are A&M fans feeling? Are they feeling good about what's going on and, and Jimbo can actually do what needs to be done on the field? Um, I think there's a sense of urgency for sure. I was actually just kind of looking at our message board before this, and, and you know, fans kind of know and sense how important this year kind of is. They, they'll be the first to tell you that, you know, eight and four probably isn't going to cut it anymore. Um, injuries obviously were a problem last year, but they're a problem at times for every team. And so, um, I think, I think expectations are certainly a bit higher. Um, you know, at least that, that kind of 10 win mark, especially for the investment that the school is making in Jimbo Fisher and the resources that they've kind of poured in and, and with the recruiting results you mentioned, I think. 10 wins is kind of the, the mark that, that fans are kind of looking at and expecting and, and to be able to get to. And, you know, there's a lot of talent on the roster from, from the recruiting trail, but, you know, once you get on the field, it, it's about putting that together. And I think that's really what fans want to see. All right. So, again, Mississippi State will host A&M uh, somewhat early in the year, October 1. And Ole Miss will play at A&M. We're visiting with Andrew Hattersley, uh, Gigum 247 Sports, A&M Insider. Um, Jimbo's been a lot of fun to cover this offseason with everything that's gone down. Um, so who do you think it will be for A&M? Do you think it'll be Haynes King or the transfer from LSU Max Johnson leading the way for Jimbo? 
at quarterback? Well, neither, neither probably truly separated themselves, to be honest, during the, the, the spring. I think they both had, had good stretches. Max Johnson was probably the guy that, that looked a little, le- a little better in the spring game. Um, I think when it, when it comes down to it, I would probably give the edge to, to Max Johnson because of that experience that he has playing in the SEC. Um, Haynes King was, was a guy that came in last year, won the job over Zach Calzada, and then gets hurt early in the year. But um, turnovers have been a bit of a problem for him at times. And, and, and Max Johnson, you know, has, has a year under his belt playing in the SEC. Had a good year last year. Um, and, you know, kind of brings, I think, is he going to be, you know, you know, the most explosive quarterback? No, but he's going to, he's going to, you know, get the offense running, get the offense kind of into where they need to be. Um, and I think that's kind of what Jimbo Fisher is looking for is the guy that, that can kind of be, be a coach out on the field. And so when you look at that and, and being able to protect the ball, I think, I think Max Johnson probably gets the edge, but it's going to be an interesting fall camp because, one, you know, one guy's probably going to separate themselves, and, and up to this point, I'm not sure that's really happened yet. Okay. Uh, he is Andrew Hattersley, A&M Insider on the Corona Premier Guest Line. So, Andrew, when everything happened with uh, Nick Saban saying what he did fairly late one yeah. night a couple of months ago, and then we had about 12 hours for A&M to digest it, and I would think cool down. And that's not what happened. By 10 a.m. the next morning, Jimbo was all hot and bothered. He comes on, and he uh, really got worked up, which was great for our business, and I'm sure good for yours, too. I can't imagine what your yeah. site was doing. That was, that, was, that was some kind of day, to be honest with you, when he, when he kind of got up there and, and had that press conference. Yeah, I can't imagine what your your numbers were. But uh, <laughs> but having said that, you know, the league was pretty upset. Um, I mean, they, they were somewhat upset with Saban, but they, they – they weren't happy with the way that was handled between Jimbo and Ross. I know you loved it as far as page views and impressions and whatever else y'all were doing, but what was, were you surprised that somebody couldn't calm him down and that he went as far as he did? What was your reaction to it, Andrew? You know, I wasn't too surprised, um, you know, because I knew A&M was going to have some sort of a response because it's, it's really been been brewing and, and kind of bubbling for for longer than you know the Saban the Saban deal even going back to you know National Signing Day um, with Lane you know he was kind of, with with Lane and with you know just everything he was kind of asked about it and and you know it didn't take well to it at that time and so when it got brought back up this summer you knew that the response that that Jimbo was going to have was going to be you know pretty forceful especially when you heard he, that he was scheduling a press conference for the next morning. Um, you know, I think I think they just wanted to come out and, and, and kind of put their foot in the sand and, and, and say what they what they what they kind of felt on their side. And, you know, a lot of people didn't didn't really feel like, you know, it was a you know, it was the right way to do things. But when I've always kind of told people with Jimbo Fisher and, and, and that program, they're speaking to their fan base their players and their coaches. And that's kind of, you know, their messaging is worrying about Texas A&M. And so with that in mind, I wasn't really surprised, um, you know, that, that he, that he came out with that sort of press conference. Cause it's, it's, it's kind of something that's been bubbling for, for maybe a little bit longer than everybody kind of realizes or kind of 
you know, noticed. But but yeah, you're right. Dating back to, you know, laying in the free agency comments and all that sort of <laughs> stuff. It, it kind of been it had kind of been going on for a while. Uh, do you know a number how much A and M boosters have raised for not name, really, image, likeness? Not, to be honest, you not really like covering. Rec- I I cover recruiting on a daily basis, not just. Just in, in terms of all schools, like the the NIL stuff is kind of still a, a new world that I think we're all kind of getting used to, and um, I don't really I don't really know any numbers or anything like that. Okay, all right. So, did you know prior to you kind of hinted at this? Did you know prior to Jimbo Fisher losing it on Nick Saban that there was a lot of tension? I think it's more so on Jimbo towards Saban. I don't think Saban cares as much, but but I could be wrong. But did you know that there was that much animosity from Jimbo toward Nick Saban? No, I don't. I don't think. So. I think you know he's 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 always kind of spoken highly of Jimbo. I think it was more the narrative about NIL that he that the tension was kind of building up there. Um, and you know, I, did I know that he was going to come out and you know kind of deliver some of the, 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 the shots that he did. No, I, I, I didn't. Um, but you know, again, again, I think at the time it, it kind of came down to defending his program and, you know, and, and some of that, I, I, I think that caught everybody off guard to be honest with you. All right. Let me ask you maybe another way. Andrew Hattersley, Gigum two, four, seven sports, A&M insider on the Corona premier guest line. You're listening to ESPN one Oh five, nine, the zone. Why is Jimbo hiding from NIL if it's legal? I mean, why can't he doesn't have to come out and say, "Yeah, we've raised ten million. But yeah, I mean, it's okay, Andrew. I mean, it's it's they're NIL deals in this state. Uh, it's absolutely okay if A and M wants to do a five hundred thousand dollar deal with with a D lineman or a or a quarterback or a million two or whatever. Uh, why do you think he hasn't said, hey, uh, my lumps have done a great job raising money and it's totally legal and we're going to leverage that to do what we need to do, whether it's with recruits or transfer portal? Your thoughts? Yeah, I think for him it's what what kind of the narrative that he that he kind of pushes back against is that it's the entire reason that you know they sign their class and all that sort of stuff. I think that if you ask him that that's kind of where he kind of pushes back against. Um I think he's he's kind of said yeah NIL plays plays a part in recruiting right now, but um you know I think it's it's a narrative of A&M, you know, bought their entire class quote unquote that that kind of gets him on that on that phrase specifically. Um I think he'll be I think he'll be the first to tell you that that NIL is kind of here and you know a, a factor in recruiting now, and 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 has kind of you know acknowledged that, and 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 been amongst everybody else to kind of say that there needs to be guardrails and all that sort of stuff. But you know when it comes to the narrative that it was the entire reason that they did what they did, I think is is where he because there were some other factors involved that you know there were a lot of rivals. Texas wasn't very good last year, and Florida and Miami where they recruit. Uh, kind of head down transition as well. absolutely trans point and transition so those those are kind of things that I think you know and they had a lot of the kids that they signed last year were from the Houston area and all became really close and so those sorts of 
factors kind of came in as well. And so I think that's kind of his point is, you know, there's other things involved that kind of played into us having the success and doesn't get brought up. And so I think, I think that's kind of where he's going with it. I don't think he's necessarily hiding from NIL, but just kind of trying to point out that there's other factors involved as well. Okay. Uh, but you do agree that it's more on Jimbo's side. I think, I think Saban's won so much has, yeah. I, I think there's more a, uh, animosity and ticked offness on Jimbo's side than Saban's. You agree? Yeah, I think, I think, I think so. And I think they're, they're kind of coming, you know, they're trying to come for, for the top team in the conference and, you know, sure. kind of trying to, trying to have that sort of, of mindset of we're coming, we're not afraid, we're, we're coming as, as, you know, a program that, that I'm now heading into year five that, you know, he kind of feels like, you know, even coming off, obviously coming off of last year and beating Alabama in, at Kyle Field, you know, kind of feeling like, okay, this is our time to kind of push forward and, and come. And, you know, I, I think Saban was probably a bit surprised, to be honest with you, with the response by, by Jimbo. I think, but, you know, judging by the fact he came out the next day and kind of publicly apologized and said he shouldn't have said what he had said, I think, I think he maybe probably didn't anticipate that sort of reaction either. And so, um, but, you know, I think it goes down to A&M just is not really afraid of, of Alabama and is just going to keep coming. And I think that's the mindset Jimbo really wants to take to take as a coaching staff and with his program overall. Okay. Well, recruiting gangbusters. I mean, unbelievable what, what he's doing there and, and has brought in some, uh, you know, high, high level talent. So we don't, I, I think his offense is antiquated and, and I'm not sure Jimbo's got the, uh, you know, I just don't know if he's willing to, to pivot a little bit and adapt and adjust on the offensive side of the football. Do, do you agree that it needs to be more modernized? And do you believe that he is willing to entertain that, Andrew? Yeah, I do think they need to be more explosive. Um, you know, they, they haven't really had a downfield passing attack the past couple of years. Um, and some of that is, is, I don't think the receiver play is quite being up to where they want it to be. Um, bringing in Evan Stewart, I think I've, I'm, I'm not sure fans outside the state yet know about him, but um, watching him on the high school level and watching him now was is a really special player. And so getting him into that wide receiver room, I'm really interested to see if he's kind of the guy that helps kind of take the top off the passing game. I do agree. I mean, I, you know, there's, it's still going to come down to running the football and playing good defense and, and that's always kind of been Jimbo Fisher's mantra, but I do think they need to create more big plays and, and especially in the passing game. And, you know, you, you can use the tight end, but they've got to get more production out of the receiver position. They just do. And, and, you know, I think, I think they've got to become more explosive offensively. Last year, one of the things that kind of put them in a hole and frankly, both the Mississippi games kind of remind me of this is they, they, did virtually nothing in the first half of the Ole Miss game and put themselves in just way too big of a hole where, you know, one mistake in the fourth quarter and, and you're kind of done. And so I think, you know, they they need to be able to score more and, and be more consistent offensively. They can't go through halves where they're under 100 yards in total offense. That just that, – that can't happen anymore. And so um, – I think they do need to kind of be more explosive in the passing game, and and that would be the big thing I would say. Okay, 
Uh, he is Andrew Hattersley, Gigum 247 Sports, AM Insider. He joins us on the Corona Premier Guest Line. Uh, Mississippi State will host AM and Ole Miss will travel to AM for the first time in a while because a couple of years ago that game was canceled uh, for COVID. So Lane Train and Jimbo haven't, uh, haven't played squared off in College Station. And we'll we'll see how that uh, how that looks too. Um, That'll be the first home game for A and M in close to two months too, just the way or in close to a month, just the way the schedule works out. Oh wow, I see that now. God, y'all play Miami, and then they they're not at home until the Ole Miss game. Basically, they're they're that's going to be a tough stretch. Uh, You know, they're they're going to you know kind of from late September through October. Starting with the Mississippi State road game, Arkansas, the neutral site game, it's it's going to be interesting. The Ole Miss game will certainly will certainly be a lively one. That'll be the first time fans have had to see them in in basically a month and a half. Wow, September seventeenth to October 29th. A and M is on yep. the road. That is, I did not realize that. Okay, all right. So uh, with with the way that y'all have recruited, which is awesome. I mean, I give Jim a tip of the cap. Um, yeah. on that, what has been the reaction? Cause Sark and Texas were, were just in shambles last year. Uh, but what has been the reaction from Aggie fans since Arch Manning committed to Texas? And it looks like they're building a class that is going to be really, really top notch. Andrew. Um, believe it or not, I think there's, there's kind of a, a, bit of a sense of angst I've sensed the last two to three weeks um, recruiting-wise for A&M because, um, you know, as well as they recruited last year, this year has kind of been a bit of stuck in neutral a little bit with, with you know, LSU being better as well. Texas obviously um, gaining a lot of momentum the past couple of weeks. I think A&M kind of feels like they need they need a couple pieces to land in the, in the next couple of weeks to kind of generate that, that summer momentum that so many programs have been able to generate. And so I think, you know, whenever your rival starts recruiting well, that kind of, you know, heightens the angst on on your, on your side. And I think that's kind of where, where A&M is right now, that they kind of feel like they need to, to respond. They've got a, a few huge, huge recruiting battles that are, are essentially head-to-head right now with Malik Muhammad and uh, it's A&M in Texas and Alabama for, for him and, and Anthony Hill, which is down to A&M in Texas. Um, those are the sorts of battles I think they're watching very closely, you know, to see if Jimbo Fisher can kind of pull out and 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 be able to win those. Because right now those are those are two huge kind of stake in the sand type of games that or type of recruiting battles that that A and M feels like they need to win. Who's your best offense outside of quarterback? Whoever wins it, Max Johnson or Haynes King? Who is your best offensive skill player weapon? Um, I would say. It would be Devon Achain. Um, he has got world class speed. He's a he's a he's going to be taking over for Isaiah Spiller. Um, and um, some might remember him from the Orange Bowl two years ago, where he had the kickoff return against Alabama last year. Um, has the speed to potentially be an Olympic sprinter, um, and you know is is just a really really special player. And so I think A and M feels fine at the running back room being able to turn to him. And then I really think that, that Evan Stewart could, could step right into a, a day one role and, you know, he had seven catches in the spring game and you could tell they were, they were trying to go to him 
early and often, and, and I really think he could be a weapon, especially late in the season by the time they get the, you know, the Ole Miss game in the second half of the year. I think you'll start hearing his name a lot. Okay. So if, if, if Jimbo's best skill player is a running back, and we know that the game in the NFL and at the college level has, even Saban did this six, seven years ago, has transitioned to explosive plays through the air. Mm-hmm. Is Jimbo making that adjustment, Andrew? I think he wants. I think he's he's kind of talked about that about pushing the you know the pushing the ball down the field and and has talked a lot about that in press conferences. Now they do they do get the ball to to, to Devon Achain in the passing game as well, and so he's he's good coming out of the backfield and those types of stuff. But I think that question will really be answered with. With a guy like Evan Stewart, you know, when he talked to our our twenty four seven sports uh, guys, Josh Pate over uh, the National Sign Day, he talked about we haven't had a weapon like uh, like Evan Stewart, um, and you know that's that's kind of a, a special player that he 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 doesn't really feel like has been a part of that room. And so, to your point, you know, kind of coming up to modern day offenses, I think he's a guy that, that Jimbo Fisher really wants to utilize to kind of show, you know, this passing game really can be explosive. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll leave it there. Uh, super interesting. All right. Let me ask you this. Do you believe that yeah. A&M has raised $10 million for name image likeness? I, I, I think that number is probably a little too high, to be honest with you, just in terms of, 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 of where everything is. I think it's probably lower than five that, to seven honest. million. I wouldn't be able to tell you. I don't, I don't know. I, I think it's, it's probably lower than that, but I, I wouldn't be able to tell you. Okay. All right. Well, um, yeah, this is, this is going to be fascinating with Jimbo. Uh, you yeah. know, recruiting it, it, gangbusters, but you can't lose to Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Arkansas, and a dead man walking LSU team. Like last mm-hmm. year, I know you beat Bama, and that was an awesome game. Uh, I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I didn't even have a dog in the hunt. Uh but you know, can can Jimbo, yeah, ten and two, eleven and one at some when when does that happen? I guess is the uh, yeah, huh? the question. Yeah. Yep, and I think I think that's the big thing is they they it, this year kind of feels like a year that this year or next year with with the recruiting class they brought in kind of feels like the year it kind of needs to happen. Yeah, fair enough, Andrew. Thanks, buddy. We appreciate it. Thanks, Bob. Really appreciate it. Take care. Andrew Hattersley, uh, Gigum 247 Sports on the Corona Premier Guest Line. Big year for A&M. Uh, again, they have uh, recruited really well, and Jimbo has crushed it on the recruiting trail, but can they get the results that they want on the field? I mean, yes, beating Bama is awesome, but when you lose four games, you know, against teams that you out, well, other than LSU, um, but we know what LSU was by the time they played LSU. Ed Ogeron had already been fired, and they were down to like 40 players. And so, you know, can can he get it going on offense? Can they create explosive plays? 20-plus yards, right? It sounds simple, but can they create? Uh, Blake throughout, I think, both of us did. Uh, A&M was like last in explosive it, it was bad. Their numbers in, in explosive plays was not good. Um, 
And I think Lane Train had the – did he have the most in the SEC? I think he did. Maybe right up there with Bama, but right there. All right, we're live in the Bank Plus studio. The Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by your next John Deere tractor at Ag Up Equipment. The Ag Up Equipment text line is 601-885-3776. Presented by your next John Deere tractor from Ag Up Equipment. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.